Welcome to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series, where some of our company's most innovative and engaging leaders share their thoughts about leadership, career development, our company, and industry. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to The Lead. I'm your host, Paula Angelo, and I head internal and CEO communications at the Hartford. Our guest today is Susan Johnson, the Hartford's Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. Thank you, Paula. Good to be with you. You know, it's certainly what we've been experiencing over the past couple of years has been a tremendous transition of the workplace, starting really with the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, where we then saw a follow-on transition to remote work and concurrently increased dialogue around racial and gender inequities. So as you think about these macro social trends, how have they impacted our DEI journey? Certainly, 2020 started a groundswell of new thinking, new challenges, new ways to innovate and to appreciate and to be empathetic for employees. And the DEI world has been very much a part of that that impact. We started to see it with the heightened escalation of inequities, uh, mostly among communities of color and on women with the initiation of the the COVID-19 pandemic. Some of the work that was so innovative, I think, at the Hartford was when our Black Insurance Professionals Network Employee Resource Group did a webinar on how is that COVID-19 pandemic impacting communities of color. It was it was just so educational for a lot of people to really unpack that. And there was no shortage of appreciation for the impact of the pandemic on working parents, mostly women in, in these situations who bear the additional burden of extra workload at home as well as extra workload on in the workplace. So early on in the pandemic, those inequities were apparent to us. And then Certainly with the murder of George Floyd and the heightened call for racial equity and awareness around race in general, again, the Hartford was very much a part of those conversations. We reached out very deliberately with our employees, with our leaders. We were thankfully, rightfully inundated with questions around what can I do? How can I help? What do I need to learn? What more can I do to support my colleagues? here at the Hartford. And again, so many resources jumped in to to lend their support, not only our employee resource groups, but also our wellness teams and our leaders and our chief executive officer, Chris Swift, all of them displayed empathy and support and a passion for, for making the Hartford a safe, supportive place for people. And we leveraged a lot of the things that we already had. For example, our courageous conversation circles. Thankfully, we were not starting from zero. Thankfully, we had things in place um, that really enabled our employees and our leaders to get through it. The other thing I would say is, you know, nobody, nobody is the same as they were two, two plus years ago. I'm encouraged by that phrase, the mind once expanded can never go back to its original shape. And I'm encouraged by conversations around, is this a moment or a movement? And I think that, at least for the Hartford, we've, we had the foundational 
resources in place. We had the culture, a supportive culture. We had leaders, managers, employees who wanted to, to do the right thing. And so I believe that for us, we were just able to build off of a solid foundation and get some good momentum going. And it's important that this momentum continue. You mentioned C3s, and I, I'm wondering if you could just give a quick flyover description of what those are, because they've really become a core component of our culture at the Hartford. And I, I'm, I'm just wondering if, if you could maybe explain for people who aren't familiar what they are and why they're so important. So we leverage a process called Courageous Conversations at the Hartford, which enable employees to have constructive dialogue across aspects of difference. And it's a framework where we use our trained facilitators to take a group of about 12 to 15 people uh, through a topic that of their choice. It's voluntary. People opt in to participate in a Courageous Conversation. And the topic we, we have topics available on anything from age to gender to race to ability to cover conversations around the LGBTQ plus community to wellness, emotional wellness in the workplace, just a myriad of topics. As a matter of fact, I'm doing a courageous conversation later this week around Ukraine and how people are thinking about that. So it's a very flexible methodology that enable people to you know do a little bit of research on a common topic come together in a facilitated way to share their perspectives and ask questions of each other on it and the goal really is to establish greater trust and respect in the workplace to enable employees to feel like they can share and reveal more about who they are what makes them tick what they worry about what they're anxious about and where they can get support and the ultimate goal really is to create more trusting respectful and productive relationships in the workplace and do you think that we see that because i know the hartford has typically enjoyed very strong employee engagement levels uh, do you feel like those c3s are are showing up in some of our metrics we do benefit from very strong employee engagement scores. I look carefully at our inclusion index scores to see, you know, are people having equitable experiences across the enterprise? We dissect the data by different demographic groups, by different lines of business. And also we look at the right end comments. And I really appreciate employees who share how our work in the diversity arena is, is impacting them and their ideas about what more or different we need to do. Certainly we see themes around, you know, I value the Hartford's perspective on this. I really appreciate that we talk about these things in an authentic way. The courageous conversations are certainly a part of it. And the participants in those conversations also give us, you know, really high marks for the experience. That's really great to hear. I think one of the other really terrific elements of our DEI effort inside the Hartford is our focus on allyship. And I know I've personally really gotten a lot out of the ally training that the company offers. I started doing it just because I, I really wanted to learn. And I, I thought that going through and earning my 
DEI inclusion advocate badge would help me not only be a better leader and a more supportive colleague, but just make me a better person and a better citizen. Can you talk a bit about our ally programs and why that part of our DEI effort matters so much? Yeah, the allyship component to our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy is important for a couple of different reasons. One is it enables people to learn what does good look like? You know, what should I know? What should I be aware of? What should I work harder at? And I think about as one of the, the key components to people enabling their inclusive capabilities is this concept of the four E's around exposure, experience, education, and empathy. And our ally programs enable employees to work on their four E's. The ally badges are created by our various employee resource groups, and they are specific to their constituency, and they might provide you know, a historical perspective on that constituency, a current cultural awareness perspective, you know, the concepts around language matters, what to say, what not to say, and how to establish and maintain more effective positive relationships with people who are different from you. So our ally badges really do provide a roadmap for people to learn about employee groups, communities that are that are different from them and how to operate more effectively with that constituency. Yeah, and it's been a wonderful, we talk about the training within my team and, and just the opportunity to even share ahas is another way to just build that sense of inclusion. Oh, I love that. I love that shared learning aspect, Paula. Let's take a short break. When we return, more from Susan Johnson. Hey, Hartford employees, make sure to visit iConnect, where you'll find all the latest news on our business wins, well-being tips, benefit updates, upcoming company events, and so much more. But if you can't see it daily, be sure to read iConnect Week in Review every Friday morning. That's where you can get caught up on what you missed. We now return to The Lead, the Hartford's executive podcast series. Welcome back. We're talking with Susan Johnson the Hartford's Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer. I want to pivot to talking about some of the relationships that the Hartford has formed to keep the spotlight more broadly on DEI across our corporate culture. For instance, the Hartford was an early uh, signatory to CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion, uh, which is just a, an amazing organization. We've also been a member of Catalyst CEO Champions for Change, and we've sponsored Paradigm for Parity. All of these organizations have such really incredible aspirations and are making uh, terrific contributions to the cross-company cross-industry dialogue on this topic. Can you talk a little bit about why it's so important for the Hartford to show up and, and, and what benefits we get as a company from being involved? Involvements in the organizations that you've cited and other organizations as well really serve a few purposes for us. One is to hold us accountable, to put a public stake in the ground around what we strive for in our diversity, equity, and inclusion strategies. What are the barometers? What are the metrics we're going to hold ourselves accountable for? So that's one thing, just public accountability for our goals and our commitments. 
I think more importantly, though, is the opportunity to invest in, commit to, provide resources to sustain change, sustain change to aspects of equity, of inclusion, of growth across all communities. And we select very carefully when we support an organization, when we commit our leaders' time and energy and our company's resources to them. You know, two of them that you cited, the CEO Action for Diversity and Inclusion and the Catalyst CEO Champions for Change. Well, the 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 common word in there is CEO. And again, Chris Swift has just been a fantastic partner in this space and certainly leads by example. The final reason that we like to involve ourselves with external organizations such as these is, you know, it gives us best practices. We don't we don't have it all figured out. We do need to continue to learn from others. And by partnering with other corporations on this quest, we can continue to have access to bigger, better ideas that we can then translate into work here at Hartford. So thinking about your priorities as you look ahead, you know, what what do you see as the next frontier, you know, and, and how do you envision your role evolving? So priorities and then, and then your role. We're going to be figuring this out, right? One of the things that I've instituted at the Hartford is a, a three-year diversity, equity, and inclusion strategic plan. And so every three years, we take three giant steps back and think about where are we at the Hartford? Where are we on our journey? Where are we against our goals? Where has the work evolved? You know, to your questions earlier, what does good look like outside of the Hartford? And what is happening externally and internally that we really need to absorb to to take into consideration? So the diversity, equity, and inclusion team and myself will be going through that process later this year, which I'm very excited about because, you know, it's really important to breathe in, inhale, really think critically about where we are and where we're going. I believe a part of it will be how do we integrate this work more deeply into our business operations and our customer interactions and continue to make it relevant for the Hartford to enable us to achieve our business strategies. As far as how the role of the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer is evolving, it's it's a great question. I was just talking with Lori Rodden, our chief human resource officer, about this the other day. And she had shared with me some research that she had seen where the hypothesis was that it could go in one of three directions. One, it, you know, some firms are looking at it as a direct report to the CEO in order for the work to be elevated and to be much more a part of the C-suite conversations. There's also a lot of conversations about the intersection between diversity, equity, and inclusion and our ESG, our environment, social, and governance uh, strategy. And then others, uh, there's always been this conversation about diversity officers just want to work themselves out of a job. You know, let's just make, let's just solve all of these problems and therefore we won't need a, a diversity strategy. I, I believe that, well, one, two things. One is, I have the good fortune of having all of that, right? I have a very direct access to Chris. We have a very close relation, working relationship, strategic relationship with our ESG platform. And there's and the notion about, you know, working yourself out of a job. 
I reflect on that by thinking there's so much going on at the company that I or my team don't know about. There's so much that the units are doing, the unit leaders, the unit DEI councils, the employee resource groups, other employees, other departments, they are getting it, right? They get it. They know what needs to be done and they are going after it. They're being innovative, they're being bold, they're being brave. And I'm so excited because there's so much good going on that you know, people are doing independently. So I'm excited about the opportunity to think about the next stage of our journey on diversity, equity, and inclusion here at the Hartford. And I'm also excited about the elevation of the work, the inclusion of the work into our business and our talent strategies, and the capabilities that are being built at all levels of the organization to enable this work to be sustainable for the long term. Well, and it seems like there will always be a need for somebody who's in the intersection of culture and innovation, which it sounds like that's exactly where you and your team sit. And we are so fortunate to have your leadership keeping us contemporary and really allowing us to truly live up to our strategic goal of being a destination for top talent. So really appreciate you, Susan, and everything that you bring. Thank you, Paula. I appreciate the conversation. Thank you for asking. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat today, Susan. And thanks to everyone for listening to The Lead. Until next time, I'm Paula Angelo. This has been The Lead, the Harford's executive podcast series. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you'd be notified on the latest episodes. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.